Welcome into a special edition of New Track Record Podcast. Caleb Hatch with you as we'll trickle in some special interviews throughout the month of May leading up to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. And joining us, it is the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Doug Bowles, joins us on the guest line. Very busy month. The NDGP coming up this weekend, followed by qualifying, and then the Indianapolis 500, 107th running, the greatest spectacle in racing at the end of the month. Doug, first of all, very busy man. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's May, man. It's, it's supposed to be busy. If I wasn't busy in May, we'd have a problem. So... This year, as fans make their way back to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, what are some of the new things they can look forward to? You know, one of the things I love about the Indy 500 in particular is so much of it is the same every year. That pre-race, those things, those history and tradition components that make the race what it is. But then over the last several years, especially since Rogers bought the Speedway, we've been continuing to add to things that make the fans' experience better. So the things this year... A couple of new video boards that are up. We reskinned the pylon so the video will be better on the pylon. Uh, we have some new spectator mounds, especially for our road course racing. It'll be great for those customers with GA tickets, although one of the mounds we built is going to be fantastic for the 500 as well. So those are some of the things. The midway is going to move to the, to the middle of the racetrack a little bit easier for fans to get to. Um, I think they'll notice that when they come as well. And Doug, I read the, there's also a new way for fans to get through the lines at the gates even faster. Well, this will be the first time we've ever had metal detectors for, for the pedestrian gates here at the Speedway. And theoretically, um, there's some hope that it'll be faster. I'm still hope, I'm waiting to see how it actually plays out. But it's called Open Gate, and it actually will allow our customers to walk in without taking anything out of their coolers, without taking anything out of their pockets. And if it works like it's advertised, um, I do think it will be faster. The question is, um, you know, this will be the largest, obviously, the world's largest sporting event. This will be the largest event by far that this group's ever done. Um, so hopefully it'll work like they, they hope, and we'll, we'll start doing that this week, leading in the Grand Prix, and, and tweak any changes. So by race day, when 325,000 people show up, it should, uh, it should be great. You mentioned the Grand Prix, new viewing mounds for that event, which is coming up on Saturday afternoon on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. For people who just think there's one race at the end of the month, Kind of, how would you explain this to, to people maybe new to even road course racing or even IndyCar beyond the Indy 500? Yeah, you know, so many of our customers that come to the Indy 500, that's the only race that they watch, not, not just that they attend, but they watch during the year. And that's their, that's their understanding of what IndyCar is. But IndyCar races 17 races a year, and the bulk of those races are outside of this market, obviously, and they're, they're on road, road circuits or street circuits, which causes the cars to go left and right versus just on an oval where they're going left. And, and it's a great way to kick the month off here to see IndyCars on our road course, which uses a part of the oval and then, every, and then this winding road, uh, racetrack in the middle of the racetrack. So that kicks things off, and then we get into qualifying the following weekend and then racing the next. So we have three weekends of activity. But um, what you see on the road course is basically what almost every other market sees when they see the IndyCar series in their market. So let's get to the race itself. 34 expected entries, so bumping expected to be back this year. Uh, a, a, a qualifying format for fans to get familiar with. And then for the race itself, how are ticket sales trending uh, for the Indy 500 on race day? So I'll go backwards on that. Ticket sales are going great. This should be a bigger crowd than last year. Last year's crowd was the biggest in the last 25 years, with the exception of our 100th running in 2016. So I feel like 
kind of the buzz of the Indy 500 is definitely back. So, so well over 300,000 people here, you know, teetering on right at that 325 uh, number. So that'll be quite a few, quite a few people here. Bumping will be something to watch as we get into qualifying with, and that what that means is we start 33 cars in the Indy 500. There are 34 entered. So one car slash driver will not make the field and, ha- and have to go home. So that'll be exciting. And that, what that means for qualifying is on Saturday of qualifying, which will be the week after the Grand Prix, uh, that Saturday qualifying, the first uh, 13 through 30 will lock in their p- time on Saturday, and they don't have to do anything else. 1 through 12 will qualify again on Sunday to figure out who, where they line up those top 12. But then four drivers, 31 through 34, have to go to bed on Saturday night not knowing if they're in the Indy 500 uh, and then they'll have a um, basically an hour-long shootout where they have a chance to be three of they have to be the fastest three of those four to make the last row of the race uh, for the race. And I, I can't wait. I think it'll be drama-filled and should be pretty uh, entertaining. What have you learned from touring the state the, the last couple of weeks from fans and community leaders uh, being an advocate for the Indy 500? Well, the biggest thing for me is I want to go out and tour the state to remind people that, that, that it is the Indianapolis 500, but it is an Indiana asset, and it isn't successful without the entire state. It's amazing how much support we get throughout the state. So I love getting a chance to go out, and really I'm just out thanking uh, different communities for continuing to embrace the Indy 500 as something that's important important to our state. My favorite part of it, though, is is hanging out and, and just kind of calling audibles as we drive and stopping in you know, diners and coffee shops and just unique places throughout the, throughout the state. And uh, the other thing that really surprises me, just how many Indianapolis Motor Speedway flags you see up and around the state of Indiana. Has there been kind of an interesting story or person you've met along the way on those journeys that really st- stuck out to you? You know, it's funny. I mean, I feel like I meet somebody in almost every town that, that, that stuck out. Um, certainly had a, you know, in this last one we did, we went Anderson, Muncie, uh, Winchester up to the south side of Fort Wayne and then over to, uh, over to South Bend, um, getting a chance to go to Wicks Pies, you know, the, the sugar cream pies, the steak mm, yes. pie, which, and getting a chance to go see that was, was an awful lot of fun. I, I saw a kid just north of Decatur, Indiana at a gas station at the corner of 27, I was 27 and 18, who'd driven his go kart on the highways to the gas station to fill it up. And his name was Brian and getting a chance, chance to see, to see Brian, um, and just, Ask him why he had a go kart and what he was doing. I mean, there are just all kinds of moments like that that are that are special. You know, I've gotten to throw out the first pitch to Fort Wayne baseball game, which is a which is a ball. Uh, you know, those are just really cool moments. Uh, it's hard to hard to pin one or two special ones. They're all they're all just a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things I do getting the chance to drive around, and say hello to people in the state of Indiana. Doug, there's something new this year uh, for the sport to kind of promote the build up to the Indy 500, 100 days to Indy. Uh, streaming series on the CW on network TV, then on the CW app and then on vice TV as well. Um, What have you heard feedback wise from fans, drivers, teams about the series and kind of the access it's giving uh, people to IndyCar, not that IndyCar has a problem with access, but it's just another new wrinkle for fans to be a part of it. Well, so the idea behind this hundred days show was really to talk about the lead up from a hundred days out to the Indy 500 all the way through it and what the drivers go through to prepare for it. So that includes a little bit of the racing coverage of the races that lead up to it, but really trying to get to know the drivers in their home environment and understand who they are and understand the personalities that are behind the helmet that oftentimes you don't get a chance to see. So I've gotten some great feedback from fans who've enjoyed enjoyed watching it. We've had two episodes. We've got a third episode this week, the six-episode series. The last episode will will air after the Indianapolis 500. And 
I, you know, it's just been a lot of fun to, to see it happen. And I think the drivers seem to be having a good time, a good time with it. You mentioned development and just and always kind of fine tuning things on the grounds of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Any plans for future development around the speedway as Penske Entertainment kind of looks to expand their footprint in the town? Well, one of the things that Roger talked about in November of 2019 when the announcement was made that he was buying the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was that he wanted to make the speedway and the 1,000 acres or so that we have, uh, 700 of which are outside of the racetrack, to try and make it more of an entertainment destination. And obviously COVID hits us in 2020, so we put all that on the, on the back burner. And after 2020, as people were allowed to come back to the facility, Roger just wanted us to focus on let's just get the Indy 500 back and healthy, and then we can figure out what we want to do. I'd say over the course of the next uh, 12 to 24 months, you'll, you'll begin to hear more about some of the thoughts and ideas that we have to, to, to develop the entire property to make it more of an entertainment, uh, an entertainment location beyond just the racing. But we're just starting to have those conversations again, given the fact that COVID put everything on hold. And another key aspect for the Speedway this year, beyond just IndyCar, is the fact that there will be another race weekend coming up in the fall. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So the sports cars, the prototype sports cars, will be back to the Speedway for the first time since 2014. So those will be the, the IMSA GTP cars, um, that the same kind of cars that run in the 24 Hours of Le Mans and the 24 Hours of Daytona. Uh, we'll be here in, in the middle of September. We're really looking forward to that race. We've had the GT sports cars for several years in our Indy 8 hour, which happens in October. But this is the this is the top of the top sports cars in the world that will be racing on the road course. And we're actually going to allow camping in the infield for that because that's part of what you do in these endurance racing uh, weekends. So that's going to be new and different along with getting uh, the GTP cars back to the Speedway for the first time since 2014. Doug, as always, appreciate the time and, and good luck with the month of May as everything starts to build coming up uh, at the end of this week for the GMR GP. Well, thanks so much for having me and look forward to seeing a lot of folks down here over the course of the next three weekends. Again, thanks to Indianapolis Motor Speedway President Doug Bowles for taking the time to join us to preview this weekend's GMR Grand Prix, the qualifying procedure, take a look at Indy 500 ticket sales, future development, and discuss the IMSA race coming to IMS in the fall. We'd love for you to interact with us. You can find us on the podcast at newtrackrecordpodcast.com. While you're there, sign up for our email list. We'll give you weekly emails or, in this case, bi-weekly emails for new episodes. Also, you'll never miss any special announcements. And it's all for free to sign up and subscribe. Plus, on the website, you can check out the store. We have t-shirts and stickers for sale. You can support us on Patreon. Thanks to Xavier, Rob, Stitch, and others for their support. It all starts for just as little as $1 a month. Patreon.com slash new track record. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is IndyCar Podcast on Facebook. Just search us, search for new track record. And you can email us new track record podcast at gmail.com. That wraps up a special edition of new track record podcast. Podcasts by Federated Media.